If you ask people to project a little bit further forward and say um, 2030, so we're what, 13, 15 years out, people know by that point in time we're going to have self-driving cars, the technology is going to be much more prevalent, you know, it's going to be the, the whole WebEx telepresence is going to be a totally different uh, experience, probably holographic. So people know that by that point things are going to change. The question then becomes at which point between now and then do we start to see some transformational rather than incremental changes. What will the future of HR look like? How can you prepare your HR team to be a part of and drive transformational changes? Rachel Pogson, Global Vice President of Talent Acquisition and HR Central at Seagate Technology, talks to Graham Tollett, a director at Chapman CG, about the future of HR and other change on the horizon. Welcome to the Chapman CG Global HR Interview. Firstly, could you tell us about your role and the work you currently do with Seagate? So I've been with Seagate for a couple of years and just in case anybody's not familiar with Seagate, Seagate is the global leader in data storage solutions. Um, so we develop products like HDD, uh, the hard disk drive that enable people and businesses to create, share and preserve memories and, uh, and business data. Um, so uh, globally, uh, I would say that the majority of our uh, footprint is actually in Asia. So my role is talent, global talent acquisition. So I have three regional teams, so one in the US, one in Europe, and one in Asia. And we're structured very differently because of the the volume and the makeup of our workforce in those in those uh, locations. I'm also the global head of the shared services, and again we have uh, centers in each of the regions. So one in the US, one in Europe, uh, and one in Asia. And the scope and the scale of those centers is aligned with our uh, employee population uh, and the business needs. In the last two years uh, since I've been with Seagate, uh, my uh, remit has been to review the talent acquisition process and to look at how we can uh, better align with the business needs, better partner and uh, become increasingly proactive. Um, and then in terms of the HR uh, Shared Services Center, uh, we're currently in the process of implementing uh, a workday solution. And then as linked to that, we then need to look at um, what other uh, services and ways of supporting those services can be handled by the Shared Services Center. You've been in HR and talent acquisition for over 10 years now. In your opinion, what will the talent acquisition and shared services functions look like in the future? Let's say in five years or even 10 years. When you ask about the outlook for the future, I think if you take a five-year timeline, it's very hard for people to visualize what that's going to look like because five years is not very far away. If you ask people to project a little bit further forward and say um, 2030, so we're what, 13, 15 years out, people know by that point in time we're going to have self-driving cars, the technology is going to be much more prevalent, you know, it's going to be the, the whole WebEx telepresence is going to be a totally different uh, experience, probably holographic. So people know that by that point, things are going to change. The question then becomes, at which point between now and then do um, we start to see some transformational rather than incremental um, changes? Uh, I, I think we also you need to overlay on top of that the, uh, the global situation, so the, the political, social, economic, and of course, demographics. Uh, and uh, from an Asia region, we know that um, China is sort of peaking in, in population. Um, some countries have a lack of people, others have uh, perhaps more, but only at certain different uh, age groups. 
So when you overlay uh, some of the, the, the demographic, the economic, the environmental uh, sustainability challenges, um, the rapid uh, progression of technology, uh, I think that somewhere within the next five years, we are going to start to see uh, some parts of work um, increasingly automated uh, and some parts of work uh, are going to be much more self-serve. I don't think we're going to go to a sort of a robot culture and all AI within the next five years, but that is something down the road. I think the other thing we need to look at is legislation. So in, uh, you know, if you take the U.S., there's an increasing number of people who want to work on the gig economy on a project base, contingent base, which is great. The challenge is that legislation in many countries at the moment does not support that. You have uh, co-employment uh, laws, etc. And it's going to take a period of time for legislation to change. So I think within about five years, by that point in time, we will have seen legislation changed. We'll have more millennials in the, in the workforce. Uh, technology and, and mobile in particular will be the norm. Um, speed will be um, you know, very critical. Uh, I think there'll be less um, sticking us to the actual physical office uh, and more flexibility. Uh, so I think in terms of both talent acquisition and from an HR shared services and more broadly supporting uh, HR, supporting uh, and attracting, retaining the employee population is going to start to look different from what it is today. So I think if you look at talent acquisition today, when you look at your talent dashboard, time to hire, how many requisitions are open, it tends to be focused on uh, the, the permanent hires. Um, what it doesn't take into account so much is all the agency temps, the people who are starting to work on gigs and the contingent workforce, and quite often financially for organizations, uh, part of those are in the salary and wages, and the other part is sort of below the line. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, I, I think we're going to see um, organizations start to take a more holistic uh, view of what the total talent uh, within their organization looks like. Many organizations have people working for them who are temporaries, who's been there for three years, and they'll have permanent employees who's only there for 18 months, but they look after the permanent one and not the agency temp because they're sort of seen as being um, external to the organization and not their employee. So I think we need to see a mindset shift uh, in that area in terms of how we define talent and then how we uh, accommodate the changing needs of talent in terms of particularly technology when you have millennials coming into the workforce who are used to working in totally different ways. I mean, if you look at what they're, how they're, they're in education, in schools and universities yeah, yeah. now, and the use of technology mm -hmm. and, and uh, how they apply knowledge, how they access it, how they multitask, it's very different. Uh, and if we take, that, take millennials and put them into a more traditional workplace, they're essentially going to be handicapped. Uh, we're taking away a lot of their capability. So it's, it's going to be about how do we enable them? You know, are we, many companies are still prescriptive on what technology you have to have, what laptop, what phone, et cetera. Um, you know, are we going to have, really be uh, more liberal in terms of people can bring their own um, technologies to work? They actually don't need to physically come to work. So I think we're going to see some debate in those areas. Uh, and I think if organizations don't change, uh, I think there's going to be challenges in terms of attracting uh, uh, talent and then in terms of being agile and responding to business needs. That's an excellent challenge you're posing to HR leaders. They really have to ask themselves how they're going to become a constructive part of the future by preparing for transformational change regarding work style, I guess, tools, employee engagement, rather than simply reacting HR leaders. 
can be anticipating and facilitating the change. How do you see all these changes affecting actual roles within the team or actual team members within TA or shared services? Do you see new roles or functions being created in the future as a result of these changes? Absolutely. I mean, we're going to be seeing new companies created. How many of the current Fortune 500 were there 10, 15 years ago? And those which were there are still there. So not only uh, is it going to be new companies, it's going to be totally different new roles. I don't know what those roles are going to be. Uh, so there is going to be a need to learn new skills. And uh, I think we know that people need to uh, improve their digital uh, skills become more technology-enabled. We know that people are going to have to change to be more agile, uh, change is the norm, Uh, so some regards a mindset shift. I think if I look at, uh, if I take TA first, uh, I think that you're going to see the sourcing part of TA is going to become separated increasingly from the recruitment interview component of that. Uh, I think that the sourcing, not everybody is on social media and is online. So you are going to have have to have a sourcing function which is able to find people who aren't uh, out there on the uh, the internet uh, because they are still uh, potential strong employees for for companies. Uh, But you're going to have uh, perhaps external uh, sourcing organizations which can uh, find, identify talent globally. I think a lot of the uh, screening, uh, the interview technology, the scheduling, a lot of that will be automated. Uh, uh, but the recruiter role is going to have to have a much more strategic conversation in terms of their interface with the hiring manager, in terms of exploring what are the competencies which are needed, perhaps not being quite so prescriptive from the hiring manager standpoint, particularly as demographics are going to get more challenging. There's going to be more and more companies after the same talent because you're seeing more and more companies being uh, diversified. I mean, if you look at the uh, Apple, Apple, you can get Apple Pay now. So I don't know whether you put them as a tech company, a consumer, or, or a bank. Everything's sort of merging. So that means that particularly for Seagate in the, in the technology space, uh, people who would have previously perhaps been more aligned just for a Seagate or, or one of our, our competitors in the business will potentially have other opportunities in other industries and, and vice versa. So uh, I, I think there's going to be a need for uh, talent acquisition, what we call business partners, to be increasingly strategic, to be able to uh, have the conversation around actually do you need a full-time hire um, or is an is a interim mercenary kind of hire appropriate or is it contingent, an agency temp? Um, what, how, what is the tenure you expect of this hire? Um, so I see that talent acquisition is going to be uh, split in two in terms of its, its functionality. So you'll have the... the I guess the front end and and the the back end in terms of the strategic conversations is going to be at maybe a slightly elevated level than it is now. Um, So capabilities are going to be needed around that in terms of ability to have strategic conversations, ability to have courageous conversations, because sometimes you may be a junior recruiter with a a more senior hiring manager, um, and ability to be able to use data and uh, uh, evidence proof to be able to, to validate why you think the hiring manager should be looking at in certain areas rather than others. I think you're going to see the middle bit of, of the talent acquisition process is going to be increasingly uh, automated, but then you've got this sourcing bit, which is going to be leveraging technology, but it's going to be increasingly global, it's going to be hub, and it's going to be split into two. The one bit, which is the uh, the online 
technology enabled, and then the other bit, which may leverage technology, but it's finding, as I said, finding talent, which is perhaps less visible in the social media platform. So that would be TA. And then with regards to HR shared services, I think you're going to see more of the HR spectrum of work going into the HR shared services platform as HR business partners are increasingly uh, pushed to become more strategic and have a different kind of partnership and engagement with the business. So more of their administrative and some of their uh, tactical, sort of low to medium level tactical work is likely to go into a shared service center environment. That again can be hubs, that can be global. The scale of those shared services centers, I think, is going to be driven by the level of automation. So if you're highly automated and highly self-serve, then um, you're not going to have centers with hundreds and hundreds of people because a lot of that work is going to be automated, but you will have central hubs. And I think the people who sit in those hubs are going to be highly customer-centric. Uh, I think if you look at uh, how some of the, the, the banks and other organizations which have uh, shared services, support, how they're starting to segment their customer base and how they uh, look at which task it's fine to have it as a self-serve uh, or managed in a different way and which other tasks you actually have to have a, a person. And obviously a shared service center, you're dealing sometimes with uh, employees who are in a personal, personally challenging situation. Maybe there's bereavement, etc. So you still have to have the human interface, uh, but there's maybe going to be other functionalities which they can do at a, at a more senior, more, more mature level. So I see there's going to be uh, a need for increasing technology enablement within shared service centers and uh, an upskilling of, uh, of the individuals who work within those centers to be able to handle a broader spectrum of, um, of uh, challenges, issues, which, uh, which uh, are now managed in the future by the shared service center. What a compelling scenario around courageous conversations. It's the idea that HR doesn't simply look for how to find a round peg for a round hole, but looks beyond that, gets creative using data, radical problem solving, and flexible solutions. Change is always challenging. Figuring out when it's incremental or fully transformational isn't easy, especially when you're also trying to determine what types of innovation is progressive versus the kind that leads to waste. Rachel and Graham discussed a team approach to transformational change, how to leverage new voices and experienced ones to create the systems a company needs to adapt and stay flexible. This has been part one of a two-part series with Graham Tollett of Chapman CG and Rachel Pogson of Seagate Technology. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check us out at chapmancg.com for more interesting conversations.